Hey, everybody. On today's podcast, I had Mr. John Holtz and Scott Turner from Maximize Potential out of Belton, Texas. These guys are living, breathing proof of true entrepreneurship. They left their comfort zone and they left their families and everything behind to pursue their dream of completely maximizing a human being's potential. These dudes are experts when it comes to sports performance, sports injury prevention, sports injury recovery, everything you need to build the perfect athlete for sport. Their training methods are tailored for a specific sport, so you will completely maximize the athlete's potential. Enjoy the podcast. So I am here with John and Scott from Maximize Potential. And let me tell you just firsthand from experiencing their facility, it's amazing. Um, I first found them on Instagram and I instantly fell in love. I kind of, I called the facility right in, right away and I talked to Scott and I just had to come down and see the facility. So thank you guys for doing the podcast today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having us. Um, so I, for one... Uh, Love your guys' story. You know, um, the big thing right now is people stepping out of their comfort zone to really pursue what they want. You know, if you look at anything on social media right now, you see people trying to step out or get other people to step out of the comfort zone to do what they really want. And you guys did exactly that. So um, if you can go ahead and kind of see how you guys were even to pull the trigger per se, and kind of come down here to small, Killeen, Belton, Texas, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I was managing a sports performance facility in New York at the time. Um, this was, I guess, two years ago at this point. Um, a little over that, yeah. So, I was the director out there. Um, Scott started off as an intern with me. We went to school together at UP. Um, and then, at the time, we were training a bunch of athletes out there. There was one athlete who um, was from the area, was former military. Um, he was talking to us saying how not much structured strength and conditioning or sports performance there was down here in Central Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we kind of passed the idea back and forth between us to see if it was like feasible to pretty much pick up our lives and go somewhere we've never been f- before on a whim. Did it seem feasible? Um, at the point in my life in New York, there was nothing holding me back. Okay. Like it was, I've always wanted to open my own gym. I've always wanted to be a strength coach for athletes, uh, in some form or another. And I was just like, why not do it? Why not? Right. Why not? Like, what do I have to lose? If I come down here and I fail, I drive back home and hang out with my mom for a little bit, find another job. (laughs) If not, then you succeed and you just keep plugging along. So, gotcha, gotcha. How'd you feel going through all that, Scott? Like, I mean, that because mentally, like he said, like you know, he didn't really have any ties. But I mean, was there some part of you that maybe the comfort comfort side telling you to stay, and then what kind of 
helped you like all right you know what let's do this bro let's just go down i think that you kind of always have that comfort side like trying to like hold you back a little bit Mm -hmm. not like in a you know like it's way easier to stay where you're at and keep doing what you're doing but i knew that i didn't want to do that either for very long so i was really ready like we talked about it and talked about it for months and then basically i was looking for an excuse to quit my job to Mm. you know not really like in a sense because i love my job but like i wanted to own my own business that's something i wanted to step out and do because i read the books and heard the podcasts (laughs) all the people that you were talking about earlier exactly and then you just you really do have to take a chance we didn't know anything about like we just said we're moving to texas to start a business like and this is what we're going to do we didn't have any real plans written down. We didn't have like a logo or like a ton of money saved. Like just, we just were like, well, I'm going on this family vacation. I can't get the time off. I'm going to quit my job this day. Dang. And I'm going to go on vacation. And then when I come back from vacation, I'm going to spend two weeks at home visiting with family and friends. And then I'm driving, we're driving to Texas on this day. Really? So that, we, that mental clock was kind of, it was like, going. what, at what point was I just going to be like, let's go. You know, when are you going to just be like, all right, let's go. It, like you, like when they talk about burning the, bro- the boats or burning the bridge behind you. So you can only go forward, right? There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, like, that's literally what it was once that vacation came up. And I was like, makes sense. No job, vacation, home, new life. Damn. And we set the day and we just drove here. Just drove. I mean, and it was really because of the idea suggested from somebody else. And we just literally took that idea and we're like, Let's give it a try. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Oh my gosh, I think especially uh, most people refrain because like, no, I don't want to miss like uh, like family time. You know, a lot like a lot of times when I talk to people, like, no, like I want to be with my family. Like, you know, uh, your your family instilled that into you. You know, to mm-hmm. want to go and do that, and for you guys to find, you know, pull the trigger. Oh, that's awesome! You've impacted so many age groups. You know including myself, you know, in proper uh, body mechanics on how to lift um, to completely maximize a human's potential. Um, So I know nowadays on social media, there's all kinds of different methods of lifting and uh, what were we talking about the other day? Like the foot doctor or, you know, all these different uh, methods. Uh, What were a few I think that you guys kind of encountered that you got some sort of uh, information from you think they're pretty solid and some that you like kind of like I don't know if I agree with that or not I think the biggest thing is that you have to understand that every sport has the same universal movements okay so everybody no matter what sport it is you're jumping you're landing your first steps are like um, acceleration backpedaling transitioning from a sprint to a to stop, to a jump, everything. Mm. So those are all, in every sport that you see, everything is universal. Um, so we kind of teach everybody to learn how to do all those universal movements safely, explosively, and as quickly as possible. So we don't really... I'm not really big into a lot of like the flashy footwork stuff because... Mm-hmm. It gets a lot of likes on Instagram, and it looks really cool, but if I have a kid for two hours a week, so if I have him for two two sessions, so an hour, let's just say an hour each, so two hours a week I have a kid, Mm 
Okay. If they're coming to see me for two hours a week, I'm going to prioritize everything to what's going to benefit them the most. So yeah, ladder drills, fast footwork in a very confined area looks really cool, but how is that going to help them improve if they have to do a 10-yard sprint properly? Okay. So like the universal movements is you have to run and stop. Yeah. I can do quick feet in place for five hours a day. I'll look cool. I'll get fast feet. But will it really transition to a wide receiver running a seam route better or a basketball player crossing over dunking on on somebody else? You know, like... Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. just more involved in the total athlete than just footwork. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it seems like that's what it is. It's you more know? in depth. It's more about them using their body well. Because they could... If they can't use their body at very well at all, but they can catch a ball occasionally, they're going to be a decent baseball player. But if they can like really move their body well, they're going to be a tremendous baseball player. So, yeah, I think there's just more involved in more involved in it all than some people make it out to be. Yeah. Like, gotcha. Yeah, because when I've when I've come, you know, during your uh, sessions, like I see. These drills that I've never, you know, these drills I've never seen in me. I, you know, I grew up playing basketball, baseball, football, mm-hmm. volleyball. You know, every sport because you do that when you're a kid. You play everything. Yeah. Um. But it, it seeing these drills, I'm like, man, like, do you can you imagine if everyone worked like this, um, and actually developing the athlete itself as opposed to you know the general footwork or general you know, strength, being mm-hmm. able to squat this or when you tailor something for somebody, you're helping it mold, you know, then they fit right into that sport to be able to really, really maximize their potential. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, just like that. So um, seeing these drills, I was like, dang, man, you know, it's amazing how you can really see an athlete's progress when they do something right. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see the benefit of training, like, the athletes you do the way you do. So what I mean is that you train them like you just said, the reason, Mm -hmm. all that, not specifically fancy footwork. So how have you seen progress, you know, with the athletes and it transitioned to actual games, tournaments, um, any sort of um, game situation? Yeah, so like I guess uh, back to the universal movements is triple extension. I I talk to all my kids about triple extension. Um, it's the most powerful movement the body can do to produce power. So like it's when your ankles, knees, and hips all lock out at the same time. <clears throat> so like a vertical jump okay. or um, a broad jump or even – so like we had a pitcher's program. Push okay. off. Pushing off. So pushing off the, the mound, the back leg that you're driving off of is producing a lot of power. So we may not be um, teaching the athlete how to pitch – like actual the mechanics of pitching, but by teaching them how to use their body better and produce more force through the legs, it'll translate over the sport, Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. You can see big, big improvements in the young athletes, like in little as like a month or less, just by switching around some of the little mechanical issues that they have. So like depending on, we have the kids do an evaluation at the beginning where we just go over basic movement stuff with them, pinpointing some things that are important to us to point out so that we can improve upon them. So when we do that, if depending on how many or how bad the movement issues are in that kid, if we start to correct those within that first month, they can gain four inches on a vertical jump 
just because of changing mechanics. Jeez. So we don't have to add any like a whole lot of additional power, and we're always working on explosive power, so mm -hmm. they're gaining explosive power. But just by changing those mechanics around, we can improve the vertical jump as far as explosive power, but also as safety too. Then we have less knee injuries and ankle injuries. Yeah, those too. Are so like, not only are we getting a lot more powerful, but we're moving in a way that's safer too for the athletes. Gotcha. Yeah, so, that's why I like the the what, what did you call it the like the little intro before. Oh, the the movement analysis. Yeah. Movement analysis. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, you see working with like a high schooler from like a little kid, you know. So, how much more difficult is it? Because what's your youngest kid? Eight. Eight. Mm -hmm. So, um, do you see the kid who's eight years old? Um, grasping you know sort of the concepts because you know when you're a kid you know uh, your balance your coordination is still kind of kind of goofy and yeah. off um, so have you seen the difference with the younger kids as well yeah big difference in how quickly they move because a lot of the times for the younger kids too it's just really understanding what it means because we could tell them a thousand times to drive their knees up but they don't even know really what that means until you show them and you reinforce it again and again so I see good results with them. It's a lot about repetition, but I mean, obviously they're still young, so they're, you know, they're like the 13, 15 year old kids are really fun to work with because they get really strong, really fast, mm -hmm. very quickly. Gotcha. Um, and the younger kids is more about keeping them safe and learning proper movement patterns over the long run and like teaching them how to go into the weight room and not pick up a 50 pound dumbbell with rounded back and stuff like that proper mechanics yeah, it's kind right? of like structured play in a sense basically yeah we like try we're to keep putting it really through fun. fun movements but like teaching the importance of it and how it will translate to sport later on because they're so young so they're mm -hmm. they're kind of competitive but they're kind of still they don't even know what they're doing pretty much yeah they're kind of just goofing but when they're in the system with us for one two three four years and they get into the puberty age where they start growing their limbs are longer than normal they hit a five inch growth spurt this month and they're really awkward then they understand their bodies better so they'll have a competitive edge right there that if they're in eighth grade and they shot up six inches this month and they've been on a program they know how to use their body if another kid shot up six inches and doesn't even know how to tie his shoes anymore because he doesn't know his whole like body awareness yeah so i think that's really good for the younger kids too mm -hmm. is just understanding the body for further on in life type of deal. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Setting a good foundation. Like the younger you can teach them, the better they'll carry it with them longer and less likely they're to be injured in their teens if they're learning <clears throat> and growing with bad mechanics, right? Yeah. So we learn the mechanics early, it really benefits them definitely over the long term and the kids get much faster, quicker, just because of fixing the mechanics and playing with that. Gotcha. Get a so, little stronger. <laughs> right, way stronger. I noticed the uh, when I first um, started kind of seeing your facility and everything, I noticed these socks or shoes, you know, you guys were lifting in and um, you guys, I I saw you lifting, I was like, you know, in my head, I was like, why is he lifting in like, you know, like tom, Toms or something, <laughs> you know, something like that. Slippers. So yeah. why do you guys, you know, work out and, and you guys even wear them outside, I've seen you outside of the gym. It's you the know. only pair of shoes that I own. Why I don't wear that? anything else. Why is that? Well, I mean, a lot of people will lift like with their shoes off, and we've heard 
like about the benefits of that, but it really comes down to like how the bottoms of our feet and the muscles in our feet and ankles are really responsible for the mechanics further up too. And okay. like helping the body be, you know, better grounded, better balanced. Um, because the bottoms of our feet are super, super important. And when we wear like cushy, soft shoes and we tie them up and we support, support our feet muscles, support, mm-hmm. we're basically turning them off. So like over time they start to get weak. We have, we develop poor mechanics. We get arches that fall in really hard into the cushions and we get valgus knees, which is the, what I was talking about earlier. With the knees being in is a really nasty position to be in we want to avoid. So we have the kids practice jumping and landing, single leg balance, you know, leg exercises in their bare feet to help promote the strength in the bottoms of those feet, to help kind of bring those back to life. And if you were to, like, when we talk about the arch strength and how it kind of, like, activates up through the hip, okay. if you, like, relax your arch, you see the knee kind of comes in inside the, t- inside the foot and the hip is outside, too. So we have this angle. We start to activate that arch. We get a little bit of external rotation in the femur and some more hip activation. Or we get to train a much safer position, especially for the knee too. So, gotcha. But yeah, they're great. <laughs> I wear them for everything. Yeah, they they really do, you guys. I've seen them wear them all the time. Um, I think it's about time for me to start investing in them too. And they're called fit kicks. Fit kicks. There we go. Fit kicks. Not sock shoes, whatever. And they're only like twenty five bucks, so you can't beat it for like different colors and comfy summer shoes. Oh yeah. I think mine's last at least six to eight months, and I wear them every day for everything. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Dang. So they're yeah. nice. They, I love they're them. pretty durable too. Yeah. Twenty five bucks, six to eight months, you can't beat that. <laughs> now, just at least like, if you wanted to just wear them to the gym, like they're comfy. It's like wearing socks with soles, so they're they're comfy. Exactly. People are definitely gonna ask you when you're wearing those too. Everywhere you go. Come on, man. What do you wear? What do you wear? <laughs> what, what's on your feet? I get, we get it all the time. Grocery stores, people are always like breaking necks, looking back to see what I'm wearing. And they wear right? That's funny. Um, you guys also are certified with rock floss and, right? Rock pods and all yeah, that stuff? Yeah, so... Uh, what, what is that? Because I tried explaining it to people, but I personally don't understand it. So I, I don't attempt to explain it to them. I just tell them to look it up. So... I mean, one of my big influencers is Kelly Starrett with Mobility Walk, for sure. Like, really, really awesome. If you haven't checked him out, you need to. But anyways, he works a lot on soft tissue and mobilization, like self-mobilization. And, like, basically the body and the way it moves as a whole. So he's really, really awesome. Like, super leading expert. He's a physical therapist. But so I learned a lot of this, like, voodoo flossing or these rock floss bands. They're, you know, seven-foot... Um, latex bands that you wrap around basically in like a tourniquet around the muscles you kind of give the muscles a big squeeze and what you're doing is compressing the tissues together and then we'll run through some ranges of motion to promote some gliding and sliding so we get some better movement and we kind of it's like really intense directed foam rolling so if people have used a foam roll they can kind of relate it to that so we get huge huge changes in soft tissue with flexibility and movement and like the ease of movement by using those bands and so we had a intern tell us about this work, the rock floss, rock floss and rock pod <laughs> um, certification that was up in Dallas. So it was like, since we started the business, one of the first times that we had like things un- under control a little bit as we moved into our new building and we could like kind of take a weekend and go do this certification and better our education. So we went up there and then the um, 
rock pods is basically the opposite of the floss, and it's a decompression force. So instead of the squeezing, we get the pulling of the skin, and it kind of can grab onto some of the fascia too, and what it does is stimulates nervous system, promotes blood flow, just like the other one does too. It's just a different modality for kind of increasing blood flow and movement to certain areas. So depending on where you're working, the floss might work better than the cups and vice versa. So does it, the rock pods sort of resemble like cupping? Yeah, it's, it sorry, that, it's like, yeah. giant hickey on you? Yeah, you know, it's rubber? a cupping method, like a modality essentially, but it's with okay. the silicone rubber cups and not the um, fire suction. But it seems to be the same type of benefits as far as it goes with those two differences. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, answer your question. Yeah, for sure you did. <laughs> when uh, I know when I so when I started um, lifting here, um, I had you know worked out all my life, been through sports and all that, but I was never taught the belly breathing or you know take a big breath when you're doing like a you know a heavy deadlift or a heavy squat or something um, until I came here, and you know I started hitting new PRs because just. The way um, you know we, the way we've been working, and then that whole belly breathing technique. Um, so for people who try to you know hit these new PRs and who try to do all this stuff, how important is breathing? You know, with your workouts properly. I think it's I mean it's really important. So like, if you didn't breathe, I don't think you'd be able to work out. Just I don't think so. Um, <laughs> the one analogy that someone's used. I don't have a can sitting here. There's one right there. So, like, if this is your body and you're squatting. Okay. He's holding up just a regular kind of VA energy can. So, um, pretty sturdy. There's no dents. There's no breaks. So, if you're bracing yourself, you can easily hold yourself up. And if you're loading with a spine, say you're squatting, okay. and you're braced well, nothing's going to kind of break, right? But if there's a dent in the can, so if you exhale or if you're not breathing properly, the whole can's going to squish right. a lot easier because... There's some type of weakness in the body. So by belly bracing and just kind of... It goes back again to body awareness and understanding too. Belly What's breathing. Diaph diaphragmic breathing. Diaphoretic yeah. breathing, right? Holding yourself in, locking in. That way um, you just kind of... You can support more load on your spine essentially. Like we maintain that integrity through the belly so that we can support weight or support a movement. So like if your spine comes out of alignment or like we have weak bracing or we're like hunched over, our brain basically freaks out and won't allow the body to produce force. So we have to maintain that nice neutral position in the spine and keep it braced and locked and that's why the belly breathing is important and why you PR a lot mm -hmm. more. It's because your spine was more stable and more s stiff and basically and your brain's now like, okay, we can squat more. You know, our spine is safe. That's number one priority. And then we can squat more. We find better movement patterns. We can see everything whenever we start to keep that spine a little bit more mm. well-braced. Does it kind of mimic like a belt then? Mm -hmm. well, essentially, yeah. You, you have a built-in belt like of musculature in there. But the belt is kind of a... Well, we put the band on to help cue that breathing into that belt. That's yeah, what we want you wrapped to... it around like the stomach or something, right? right. Okay. So we're practicing like opening and bracing through that belly by pressing out on that. Basically creating the can. It's like now if there was another cylinder wrapped around that can and you tried to squish it, it would be even harder. Right? Yeah. Gotcha. AKA the belt. 
It's kind of like there so that you can't kink or relax. Hmm. So giving you something to press out against and like supporting your aluminum can essentially. Gotcha. Didn't you didn't you step on the can? The first yeah, time yeah, I stepped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're supposed actually, to be able to like stand up on it and then like somebody flicks it and you like fall. So Yeah, I remember you doing that <laughs> when I, I first got here. I was like, my like my belly and then like you just like one leg balanced, you know, on the can. And it like so I wasn't I was like, oh this can's gonna crush, like you know. I was like, what? They just supported it. had a strong core. Right. Um, Keeping that. Yep. <laughs> so, um, with the idea of coming down here with no... Because I've lived down here, you know, five years or something like that. And even me being in high school doing sports, there's no facility, facility like this here. Mm-hmm. Um, locally, um, around here, just... I've never gotten the proper lifting techniques throughout high school, you know. So, do you feel that uh, the weightlifting maybe techniques in certain high schools is a little bit um, not as beneficial, you know? Because, you know, I just learned, to, go ahead, get under the bar, you know, and then just bend your knees, you know, kind of do that. I was never, like, keep your spine straight, you know, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like it's a little bit, you know, flawed in that sort of way? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I feel like if you have one strength coach and you have an entire football team in the weight room, it's very hard for them to do their job mm. and pinpoint everything. Um, but and time too. I mean, you don't have the time to really be teaching the kids what you want, what you need to teach them. If your main focus is getting them strong for the season, right? You could take three weeks and teach them movement. And they would squat better and feel better, but that's three weeks they're not training, too. So I think people kind of look at it from both sides. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, that's why I like, that's why we keep our classes relatively small. So um, it's like six to eight athletes max per class. That way they can get the understanding of how to perform lifts properly and get the basics and the foundation um, so that... Because so down here in Texas, it's completely different that every single school has a strength coach. Pennsylvania doesn't have one when we when we lived there. New York, they don't kids don't have one. So um, that's good and bad down here that they are getting strength training done. But um, since they are following a structured program in the high schools, we need to now do our programming to supplement and hit the parts that aren't getting worked on in the weight room. Gotcha. So, like, our strength training program is based around not reversing what they're doing, but supplementing that we're getting the foundation work that they may not be getting in the weight room at the high school or the middle school level. Um, And then we do a lot of injury prevention as well because that's one big thing that a lot of people tend to neglect. Injury prevention. Injury prevention, yeah. Because if you have a kid, let's go back to if you have a kid for two hours in a week, and you're a strength coach, and your job is based on getting them strong, you're going to put away the small stuff that isn't flashy, that doesn't really work, or it does work, but they don't really see a good time to put it in, and they're going to squat, and they're going to bench, and they're going to deadlift, and clean. Yeah. Because that's all, the, that's all the time they have for them. But if they come here, I would rather teach them proper movements, I would rather teach them how to squat properly, and then hit a little bit of, we do strength training too, but that way, when they're with us, 
for a long like extended period of time and they go to the weight room again, they're now ahead of everybody else because they know how to do it properly because they were taught how to do it properly. And they'll mm-hmm. progress better too and they'll get stronger because they're not being held back by injuries or, you know, you, it's hard to progress a poor movement. Like if your squat yeah. sucks, it's going to be hard to get stronger at it. But if your squat is really good, you can progress faster, get stronger, and everything gets better from it too. So mm-hmm. gotcha. Supplementing their program has been, yeah, good. Um, it seems to me that you guys don't only like maximize physical potential, but you also maximize mental potential. Like I've uh, come in and I've seen, you know, you guys ask the kids how school's going, you know, and like you were helping, Scott was helping someone uh, study, remember? You were um, helping them in, for a test or studying for something, and I like that because a lot of times uh, in school, you know, you don't get sort of that with the teacher. You know, you guys, in one way or another, you are a form of, like, teaching, you know? You, you definitely are teaching, mm-hmm. for sure. But when you can get, uh, you know, real personal and be able to care for the kids the way that you guys have done and I've seen for myself, I think is uh, just amazing in itself. You know, you guys uh, really exercise patience, which is uh, really hard to have, i felt, uh, and I've seen when it comes to working with kids and just, you know, young, crazy kids, you know, just trying to focus them on doing these proper movements. Um, but with the mental potential, you guys do also have uh, yoga. You guys did a new yoga studio, right? Um, why do you guys have a yoga studio? What, what, do, you, you know, what do you find um, can really help maximize the potential from yoga? Well, when he goes for like to a movement standpoint, I mean, flexibility is huge. I mean, as far as movement goes anyways so um so yoga really helps with that and then helping improve the end range positions or the flexibility in the positions that we need for the people and for me but it also helps for um you know dealing with stress and anxiety and helping the kids relax or the people relax whoever does yoga um so it has all kinds of different benefits and we wanted to add it here as we had an extra space upstairs and Something more that we can add to people's lives and help. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I just went and checked out the yoga studio a couple days ago. It's really nice. Um, You guys did that, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You guys said you guys put it together. Um, That, again, is just something that, like, just working hard. You know, you guys are working hard for, you know, this, for your baby. Just call this your baby. Mm -hmm. You know, you... Um, put all this together you built your own yoga studio no I don't know any company that can say that or my friends who have companies they can't say that you know um, starting fresh from somewhere else how has it been up to this point so how long ago did you come down here and then up to this point uh August 14th of 2017 right yeah so we came down we moved down here August we oh dang yeah I didn't know then, it was that recent. <laughs> yep. And then we moved to Belton. Nine months later. Nine months later, July of 2018. Yeah. So, so we're almost been... a year into this building. About eight months, nine yeah. months. Gotcha. You guys definitely made a mark, especially here in Belton. Um, from August 2017 to now, how has the journey been? I think mentally. I wanted to ask mentally. You know, because 
Yes, we know like you did come down from you know somewhere far. Just on that, but I'm talking now mentally that you're here and you've done it. How is it uh, maintaining that mindset of still building, 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 maximize potential? You know, because um, it does start with you. So how do you feel it has been up to this point? Is it, you know, kind of what you thought? Is it even better than what you thought? You know, where would you like to see it go? I mean, it's been, it's had ups and downs, but it's been really good. It's been really, we've been growing every day, every every month. Um, I think the easiest way for us to stay on point is to keep writing down goals. Like on our wall, we have our, our goals for this location. And whenever we open up new locations, we have goals that we write down all the time. That way it kind of gives us something to push towards so instead of just being like oh that'd be cool to do that we talk about it we write down by this day let's get it done like the same decision that we made to move here we kind of try to do with some of the moves we've made here with with mp Hmm. like write it down don't second guess move forward and however it happens it freaking happens (laughs) (laughs) i got is so is it constantly like staying motivated and like mentally like that's what does it for you guys is like writing it down like writing it down is like kind of the pusher because you guys got a big board with all your kind of goals written on mm-hmm. right here you know so when you guys walk in is that your motivation every day yeah i don't know who one of the famous speakers talk about writing on the, the mirror or something but i mean if you see it over and over and over you're just going to start keep thinking about it. You're going to keep thinking about it. And then every day you're just going to slowly move towards it. Hmm. I so. think the, um, the big thing too is like goals as being like the outcome that we're looking for too. You know, like rather than like an action. You know what I mean? Like a definitive, like what's it going to look like when it's done? Like what do we want? Because like if you know what you want, then your brain will figure out answers and ways to get there. So when we just write down what what it is that we want, it's not to like... I want to train 25 people this month. Mm-hmm. It's like we want our own building with this and that and with this and that. So maybe we're shooting a little bit farther up so that we know that this is where we're going and everything else along that way is an improvement. You know, gotcha. And always gotcha. trying, and the constant, never ending improvement, I think, is a big thing too constant. with how we've done it. Just mm-hmm. like when we do something, we are trying to figure out how to do it better next time. Gotcha. Yeah. You- it seems like a constant learning from you know either your mistakes or the good things right. uh, will really help build your business like it's worth for you guys. Yeah. Right. Um, doing this, you guys said you've read the books, you know, you've heard the podcasts, and you know all the speakers. Who are a couple of them that uh, really, you know, popped out to you that kind of keep that daily motivation? you know, to keep going, to keep going mentally, you know, physically. When I was in New York, I started to really get into, like, listening to Bob Proctor and some of, like, the old Science of Getting Rich books. Mm-hmm. Um, like, working on mental, really basically your mental capacity to set and achieve goals. Okay. So Bob Proctor was huge for me when I was in New York and really helped make the decision to move here. I listen to a lot of Tony Robbins too. Tony Robbins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. After you tell me those six, 
what is it? The six, the six human needs that everybody needs to fill. Yes, go go look up that video on YouTube. Just sit down by yourself and listen to that video. It, uh, Scott told me about it the other day. I was like, let me see, six human needs. You know, it is that dude goes balls deep in yeah. <laughs> knowledge. Crazy. Like, it's like crazy. he's not just a motivational speaker. Like he just goes like he clicks like some psychology into it. It's just like it clicks like everything. Uh, when I watched it, that I would think about like on daily would pop in my head, but I wouldn't know how to manifest that into words. He just said it all. I was like, damn, you know, this dude's legit. He's good. Yeah. He's really good. So Tony Robbins, um, what do you guys think of Gary Vee? I love Gary Vee. <laughs> um, I, yeah, like he's, he's crazy out there. He's kind of like in your face a lot. But if you really just kind of take a step back and think about what he's saying, not how he's saying it, I think it's really good. Because mm-hmm. he always talks about, like, why do you care what somebody else is thinking? Why does it matter? Like, it doesn't affect your life at all. Do what you want the right way. Put your head down. Do the work. And eventually, you'll come up with a, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the same type of deal when we move down here. Yeah. I mean, exactly. we, didn't, we didn't really know how it was going to go, but we put our heads down. We used to go to Panera Bread and sit for like 10, 12 hours a day. What? And just get get just work done. Learn. We started. That on, was our, literally a business degree in like five months on the computer at Panera Bread. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. We, <laughs> we taught ourselves a lot. Everything. Like we, like the very first time we went over there, it was literally like, all right, what do we, what do, we do first? And it's like, well, I guess we make a business Facebook page. Like literally, that's <laughs> really, how that was it was. Yeah, I think I, got, I think I got our logo made on the way down. Yeah, and it was like on the trip. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like it was just all coming together piece by piece, and just did See, it. Just did it. They're they're literally like living, breathing proof of uh, you know what Gary Vee is saying. When I say there, I mean obviously you too. Um, I love it. Like that, that's fucking awesome. Like, it's, it's so legit, you know, like, and you guys are still progressing every day, making huge difference with kids. Um, humans are always trying to become better, you know, with movements, with lifting, with talking, with thinking, mm-hmm. and you guys do it all here. I think the biggest thing for me personally is, like, we have the flags out there of all of the high-level athletes. We have jerseys hung in the lobby for professional and Olympic athletes, but... Um, just like building a culture or community here where the kids want to come and like Mm -hmm. seeing a kid who got cut from the JV team last year, train with us and then make the varsity team the following year. I think that's more important to me than training a professional athlete because we have a bigger impact on their lives because they understand afterwards, after that year of putting in work that they can do whatever they want. Like, even the first couple months in here, the kids are always doubting themselves. Like, let's just use the box jump as an example. Okay. The kids are always like, I can't do that. I'll raise it up a little bit. No, I can't do that. I'm terrible at jumping. I can't do it. A month down the road, they're jumping it. And, like, that smile on their face, the accomplishment that they get, after that, they will do anything in the weight room. Anything that I ask them to. Mm. And it's so cool just to watch them grow, like, in front of you as people. Yeah. So... I have so many parents that tell me that the kid is waiting for them to bring them to maximize potential. 
Really? Because they're like so excited to train. Like that is so cool that these kids will kick and scream their way to soccer practice, but when it comes to training and maximize potential, they're in the car before their mom. <laughs> you know, like yeah, that just we try to keep that culture of improvement and reinforcing and the positive aspects of it, and really keeping like the patience, like because everybody learns at different levels, but if they feel like they're going to improve and they're well supported to improve and we just keep supporting and reinforcing potential like mm-hmm. they're they'll they do the maximizing on their own mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> that was good <laughs> yeah i i you know i like exactly you said you know when i come in like i can see the kids progress on my own you know like so it's not like you guys just telling me you know, yeah, they progress on this. You guys do keep sheets and everything too, don't you? Mm. The progress and stuff. So that, um, when you get onto the detailed level, you can see progress every time. And for me, you know, I've seen, you know, the small kids you do have, they come and they do, you know, next level stuff. You know, stuff that, uh, like you just said, they couldn't think they could have done. Yeah. And um, I don't think it gets any better than that. It really doesn't because when... You don't know what these kids go to school. You know how their school life is. You know, we don't. We know we were in school at some point. We mm-hmm. know how our lives were, but you don't know how school is for them. Maybe they don't want you know like it, or maybe they're not getting as fulfilled as when they get here because they feel like they're really maximizing their potential. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things. Um, A lot of things can disrupt like a child's growth, but when you can really build their potential and their confidence at something, that's when you start making people like Gary Vee, yeah, you know, Tony Robinson, because you're providing them with that hard work, and you're you're seeing the result right then and there. Mm-hmm. There's no like me telling you to go do something. You know, you're like I don't really want to do it, but you guys are really making them better. Yeah, and like, I mean. We do it with speed and strength, but once they build confidence in here, they're going to go to the classroom and crush a test like they just crushed a PR in here. Mm-hmm. It's the same type of confidence. It translates over. So. Very true. Very true. <laughs> right? You get that confidence builder. Um, I want to thank you guys for everything you guys are doing for this community, the kids, for me, you know, helping me feel better, you know, with aches and pains, you know, and I don't feel any of those when I lift now. Um, I look forward to seeing the progress with you guys. I, I, I already knew it when I first saw that Instagram, just the page, I was scrolling, scrolling every day. I was like, man, I was like, I need to reach out. I just need a call. I couldn't help but call, you know, they got the facility. So I'm really excited to see you guys progress, and I know you will. Um, you guys have a summer program coming up? I believe, right? Yeah, we have a three-month summer program. It's going to be more of like a, or it's going to be very beneficial for the kids who are going into football and all the fall sports. Um, we're going to get them progressing pretty well. They're going to be peaking for the season. Okay. So instead of just kind of a haphazard program, it's going to be really structured where we're going to get them to tailor towards a peaking phase near the end of the summertime. Gotcha. So it's going to be really cool. Cool. Um, I will go ahead and post and tag um, all their social medias and uh, links and everything gets either the tag uh, fit kicks too. Fit kicks. There you go. <laughs> you check out all their stuff and um, keep tracking for the progress.